We are now only two days away. What are the Cubs this season? We break it all down and more right now. Our Locked On Cubs, your daily Chicago Cubs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alongside Sam Olber, I'm Matt Cozy, and you're tuned in to Locked On Cubs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Please support the show and be a part of the Locked On Cubs community by following and subscribing on all audio platforms, and you can watch, subscribe, and leave a comment on YouTube. Thanks so much for making us your first listen. Sam and I are lifelong fans, taking our passion into a discussion with you on all things Cubs. We are recording here just after noon central on a Monday. We realize that there likely could be roster news that develops into Monday evening. And if that happens, then we are going to enjoy breaking that all down Tuesday on our live. We're recording Wednesday's episode at 7 p.m. Central Tuesday. We're also going to be live at 5 Thursday and after the final out on Saturday. Sam, opening day is two days away, and we're trying to define what the Cubs are today heading into opening day. Yeah, it's very exciting. Um, you know, I, I'm now in the mode that I would even be in if even if I didn't have the show where I'm, I'm locked in now on every game and, and the lineups and things like that. Uh, I think the Cubs, Matthew, are a one of the unique teams in the league, and I'm not just saying that because they're our team, I, I really think they're in this handful group, maybe it's even less than a handful, of a team where you could confidently say, this is my opinion, now maybe the rest of uh, uh, Locked On w- w- would disagree with me when I say, I could see this team winning in the mid to high 80s, I could see this team uh, winning in the low 70s. And, 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 and that, I don't know many teams that have that type of variance Sure. Uh, off the top of my head. Obviously the the, the Cubs are there. I think maybe a team like the angels is really interesting because of who they have, but, but lately they haven't been able to, you know, win a lot of games. So, you know, they're a team. I don't think anyone would be shocked if they won 90, but they also, we also wouldn't be shocked if they were in the mid seventies. I think the Rangers are another one that is really similar to the Cubs. I think they're in the same boat where they were very active this off season and, and made a lot of great additions. W- wouldn't be shocked if the angel, uh, if the Rangers flirted with mid eighties and, and wouldn't be shocked. I think last year, the Rangers won 68 games. They're a better team than that. But uh, the Sox, uh, uh, you know, the South side of this city are, are interesting as well in that regard. But I think the Cubs are, are one of those teams, the variance level, you know, the, where they could end up. I, I think it's really interesting. I don't, I, I think they're getting a little bit too much disrespect from the national audience. Um, and, and that I think will change quickly as the season progresses. But I, I really do believe they're in that handful of group, maybe four, five, six teams where you just really don't know what you're going to get. We know what we're going to get from the Dodgers, Padres, Cardinals, uh, Mets, Braves. Those teams are all going to be good. We know the Nats aren't going to be good. We know the A's aren't going to be good. We know the, the Reds aren't going to be good. Uh, but, but I think the Cubs are, are really the, 
the poster boy, if you will, for that middle team of, you know, what's going to happen with these guys? Yeah, there's so much to to look at because the the first thing that I start with for this is that they had the most active offseason in baseball. If you talk about just the sheer number of players they brought right. in, right. I was counting it this morning, nine free agents and and one trade, which it looks like that trade, which was back in early November, actually produced potentially an opening day starter. We'll get to that later. But yep, yep. Uh, 10 new players, plus you have an additional two to three bullpen arms, were either minor league signings or non-roster invitees. So close to 50% of the 26-man roster is brand new. Right. Not someone you just saw in the stretch run last year. Not somebody that is a, is a, you know, a prospect, just flat out brand new. Mm-hmm. And I think what the Cubs are trying to do this year is they're, they're going to try to open the window. Yep. You know, the window has been weathered down the last couple of years. It's, it's slammed it's shut. It's slam been shut. It's been it's been slammed shut. Yeah. You know, and now now we're trying to get a little bit of that tightness, a little bit of that rust yep. off. For not. It's yep. time to open it up. Yep. It's time to feel the fresh air. No. I'm tired of being inside. Mm-hmm. I want to go outdoors. Let's go. No, it's a great analogy. Um beautiful analogy. It's and 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 that's where again. And this is what I was trying to explain on the Locked MLB show, but nobody could hear me. Um, and that is the Cubs are not in a rebuild right now. No. Try to correct people with that. However, they're also not in, to use your analogy, a window year either. Again, that's very unique. Going back to my very. original point. And when I say a window year, what I mean is, is a window year is like, hey, the, the window's open. This is a year we need to try our absolute best. If we don't win a championship, it's a failure this year. The Cubs aren't right. there yet. I mean, technically, every team should say that. I understand that. But you understand my point. Mm-hmm. They're not – it's not like like 16 was a window year. 17 was a window year. 18. We're not there. Um, we're, we're more – I think in between 14 and 15, somewhere in the middle of that, not as shut as 14, probably not as good and as open as 15. I would say somewhere in between there. Um, 14.5. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really probably what I would say, but yeah, that's what that your, your point about kind of cracking the window open. I like because that's exactly why they're so unique. How many teams in baseball are in a point? Like, you can't even say that about the Angels, right? The Angels have Shohei Otani and Mike Trout and Shohei Otani's last year. That This is a window year. They need to yeah. win. Yeah, oh, boy. Uh, uh, the Texas Rangers went out. I mean, they signed Jacob DeGrom. Uh, uh, you know, with, with his arm health, you, you need to win. I mean, who really did the Cubs sign where, you know, Bellinger's a one-year deal. Mancini's, you know, may not be back. Uh, we're going to get to in a little while how I feel about the first baseman, Eric Hosmer. You know, Swanson, Horner, all uh, Suzuki, those are the guys. They're going to be here a while anyway. So, you know, it's kind of a, in a weird way, a very fun year to be excited about because it's not like it, there's a lot of pressure. But there's also, I think, internally between you and I and our listeners, some expectations that we're going to be better than people think. It's unique in, in a good way, I think. Yeah, the Cubs are building for the future while putting a competitive team on the field today. Right. Um, That's the know, hope. Let's let's keep in mind the top. You know, the what we think is a top ten system with with many players as candidates to graduate to the big leagues between you know Thursday and opening day twenty twenty four. Sure. Um, and if things go right this year, then who knows what could happen? Right. You know, is this a team that? 
that could make October. It, w- it would certainly take a, a, a good start. And we're yeah. going to break that down later in the week, especially as I've been focusing on those first 28 games in April. You're going to need guys to punch above their weight. Punch above their weight, but, but there's a closeness to this group. Uh, you wonder about the front office's plan if they do do well. Uh, because you're going to need to add if you have, you know, aspirations for the postseason. So, at the very least, um, there's there is a a certain level of hope that I absolutely did not have one year ago today. I mean, it wasn't even close. No, I, I fully agree. And the other thing that gives me hope, and there's probably a better word for it, but I'll use hope, is that this year. And you know how I feel about this, and I'll and I'll talk about it even more when we talk about the lineup. But this year, there seems to be a very direct plan and, and organizational philosophy, and that is defense and pitching. Th- this team has been built around run prevention. And although there's some people out there that rightfully will disagree and say, hey, that's a small market point of view, that's a small market philosophy, and I don't disagree with that. But with this roster, that's your best case. But I- it's, it'll be interesting to see because this philosophy, how this plays out, will be a really nice foreshadow and preview to when they when that window is all the way open, you know, how they're going to play. And, and, and I really right. believe that Jed Hoyer, this philosophy that they have this year is not going to be just a one-year thing. Even when these guys start coming up and, and, and different pitchers come up, they're going to play this way. They want to prevent runs. That's why they gave Dansby Swanson $177 million. That's why they went out and got Cody Bellinger and gave him a one-year prove-it deal because they know they have PCA coming, but they want to shore up those massive defensive parts. Shortstop, center field, second base, up the middle defense right they have a gold glover in left field suzuki has gold glove potential in right field they got rid of wilson Contreras because he isn't great defensively and 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 they've committed their backstop to just run prevention that that is a philosophy and we're going to see how it plays out that excites me that there's an actual plan taking place instead of just rolling it out there and are we a home run team are we a contact team we don't defend we don't do anything you know Yes, and how many more teams actually are better than the Cubs defense and on and, paper and not pitching many. combo? Yeah, they're 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 up there with with the top teams in terms of those aspects of the game. Yeah, especially depth pitching. Yeah, so uh, and we'll see how it shakes out. Obviously, important to get off to a good start. With that good start comes opening day. Uh, the Cubs. Um, are only one of a, f- a handful of teams that are actually still in spring training action. Uh, they play Monday and Tuesday at Sloan Park against Love it. the against the Pale Hose. Love it. And uh, Monday's lineup could be Thursday's lineup, first regular season game, and we're going to get to that coming up next. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire. Could feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Simple tools are available like screening questions that make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. This is why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs 
number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash MLB. That's linkedin.com slash MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Matthew, I have some breaking news for you. All right. Uh, it's not, I went breaking news might be strong, but uh, David Ross announced that Javier Assad has officially made the opening day roster as a reliever. No surprise okay. there. And uh, uh, Elias, and then more importantly, Mike Talkman has been sent to minor league camp. So that, okay. that that pretty much opens up, I think, what, what we all said and what you accurately predicted. You know, it, it, it expect Mr. Rios to make this ball club now. Um, I think that might be a, a given at this point. Yeah, no, I think that's I think that's a given. So Elias and Talkman were sent down. Yeah, they were sent to minor league camp, and and Javier Assad will pro- most likely be your your swingman. I don't expect to see him on Thursday, but see him Saturday probably. So all right, so then the Cubs. Entered today's action with then 35 players on their spring training roster still. Uh, that's a ton, a ton for camp that is basically over. Uh, they had 37, 30 seconds ago. Now they have 35. And that 35, by the way, includes Kyle Hendricks, who is likely not going to go on the 60-day IL, which is why a guy like Talkman or Elias, it, you, you saw a little more of a rocky path because uh, you need to – to move, remove someone from the sure. 40 man. So right. Or put him all on reports day, on, right. on Hendricks are positive and he's going to return and possibly as early as uh, early May. Yep. Um, How fun will that be? Yeah. So it makes sense that uh, maybe a guy like Madrigal and Morrell uh, make it for the, for those last spots and, and miles Mastro as well. Um, you still have the Brandon Hughes situation. I believe he's still scheduled to pitch on Monday. Uh, so we'll see what fallout there is from that. And then just, yeah, just genuine decision-making on those final two or three uh, bullpen uh, and position spots. So, um, But it looks like Morrell, Madrigal, Mastro, and Rios are all going to uh, make the team, barring, uh, you know, a, lax, a, a lapse in judgment uh, to keep Zach McKinstry. So we'll see about that. Um Monday's lineup, yep, Sam, could be the lineup on Thursday. There it is, courtesy of the Cubs, Horner, Swanson, Hap, Bellinger, Mancini, uh, interestingly at first, Hosmer at DH, yeah, Holmes catching, Rios at third, and Mastro and right. Yeah, that, that, that'll be flipped on opening day. Yeah, they didn't flip around that much this spring. I don't well, know no, Well, and, and now that I actually look, about, look at this – um. Yeah, it, it's actually a little. It's a, you're, it, it'll be Hosmer will play first. Um, Rios probably. Rio Rio should be in the opening day lineup, but I, I I just looked at the order. I didn't look at the positions, and it'd be I'd be surprised if Rio started at third on opening day. I don't know if he's ready for that. I think I think it makes more sense for him to DH. Um. Uh. And then and then maybe Mancini goes to right. Hosmer's at first, and then maybe Mastro either isn't in the lineup, and that's magical playing third. Or, okay, yeah. 
you know, I don't know, something like that. But I think this is this is about what you're going to see. I mean, wisdom fits in here somewhere at some point. Maybe just not on Thursday against Corbin Burns. Who knows? Um, I like this lineup. My, my que- the only the only the only uh, you know uh, issue I have with it is if, if a righty is pitching, Jan Gomes should be hitting eighth. It, it looks like Horner's doing the nine. Uh, excuse me, uh, uh, Ross is doing the nine-one double leadoff, which is fine to get Horner some hit and run opportunities and yeah. have some guys in front of him. Because if Gomes hits in front of Horner with his two seventy OBP, right, he's not going to have much m- much action there. Right. I'm fine with Gomes hitting seventh, even sixth against lefties. I I tweeted out on Saturday. I did a deep dive on Jan. I mean, his his splits and his. I mean, he's a good hitter against lefties. He's a career eight twelve OPS yeah. against lefties. He's just a replacement level offensive player versus righties. And you know, it's not like you know somebody tweeted at me today and was like, well, if, if Burns is throwing opening day, why not start Barnhart? Because Gomes is in there for his defense and his receiving, and Stroman likes throwing to Gomes. Yeah, there's so, no offensive matchups with the catchers this year. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I think – Maybe occasionally. Uh, yeah, I think if you if you could – if somebody's like neutral on, on Barnhart and Gomes and, and you want to get Gomes in as against as many lefties as possible, but that's not why he's in, right? Right. Um. Yeah, it's interesting that they have a lot of options. There I, is I, options, yeah. I, I, my question to you is: is when Suzuki comes back, who's out of that lineup? Well, Mastroboni, obviously. Yeah. Okay. You know, I, and I and I think I don't think he, it's that obvious. You know, and I think him or Magic will go down to AAA or Morel. Yeah, I just don't think it's that obvious. Like, you know, Eric Hosmer usually starts the season well. And his profile of just pounding the ball on the ground every single at bat will actually right. help in April because it's hard to hit home runs at Wrigley Field in April. And I can't stand making conclusions off of a two-week sample just because it's the first two weeks of the season. But with that being said, if Rios is hitting, Mancini's hitting, and Mastro's hitting, and Suzuki comes back, you know, and Eric Hosmer's OPS okay. in 635, I'm just saying, just keep an eye on that. But again, as we go back to our original point, this team's about defense, and Hosmer's by far the best glove they have at first base. Yeah, and as we take a look at the roster again, yeah, I, I, I guess I, I'm not even the, – the Hosmer thing needs to start getting on my radar because maybe you do like the, the combination they have with the versatility – and he's yeah. just ice cold. It all and you depends say, on defense. Though. Adios. But 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 do you uh-huh. trust do you trust Mancini and Rios to play first every day? I don't know. Right. You know, as long as Hosmer's playing Gold Glove first and digging everything out of the dirt, and he's up to at least two seventy, and that OBP's in the three twenties, you know, you can live with that. So it, it's going to be exciting. I I I think this lineup is pretty good. Um, yeah, you know, I, th- I think it's fine. Yeah, I, I like Mastro in there. Me too. Um, you know, I, I, I Rios not, is going to play Thursday. I, I really hope so. I really hope so. Yeah. It'd be fun. Um, I could I could see him taking a Burns cutter low and in, you know, into the basket. I I think I predicted that a couple weeks ago. No, no, no. When when we do our 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 show, maybe it's tomorrow or Wednesday. I don't know when it is about X factors. You know, I've 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 dropped a couple hints. Okay. And, I, and I'm sticking with MLJ, by the way, Mark Lytle oh, Jr. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, well, that makes sense. Uh, you know, I'm not going to – I'll give Ross this. 
I've made it very clear I don't like Horner leading off, but I, what I really like about what Ross has done is he hasn't even talked about it. He's inserted Horner there from day one. That's what it's been. He hasn't experimented with other things. When Horner's played, he he's let off. Yeah. And, and I, I respect that. I don't agree with it, but I respect that because that's, that's a plan. We're sticking to it. And if you notice, nobody's really talking about it, which is good because I'm tired of that. Like, I, I, I you know, it, you 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 create a plan, you stick to it, and then you know, people understand that that's what it's going to be. So we'll see. It's an exciting it's an exciting lineup. I I don't they're going to Rios wisdom. Somebody's going to have to have a breakout year. Um, I like Bellinger four. Give him the keys. He's here for one year. Let him go. Yeah, yeah. Let him take it out for a spin. So, and can I say one thing? Yes. Can we, if Hap or Horner? or Bellinger get off to great starts and the Cubs are winning, can we not ruin it by saying, why aren't they extending these guys? Can we bring Bellinger back? Let's just watch the games and we'll talk about that. All we've done all offseason is talk about extensions and, and, and acquisitions. And this. let's just watch baseball games and win games. Folks, if, if Cody Bellinger has a great season, he's not going to come back here because somebody's going to give him a ton of money and the Cubs' best player in their system plays his position. So let's just let it be. Let's just root for him and have some fun with it. You know what I mean? Nico Horner has tons of years of control left. Let's get his bicep healed, play 150, and I'll sign the check, okay? okay. You know, Ian Happ's probably not going to be a Cub next year. So what? Let's enjoy him while he's here and win some baseball games. Yeah, I, I, every, every every base hit that he gets, don't please don't tweet. Yeah, and – uh, oh, you know, I can see it now. Horner hits, you know, for back-to-back years, Horner takes Burns deep on opening day. And instead of celebrating, it's, can you believe it? Why haven't they extended Nico? Let's just enjoy some hardball, major league version. <laughs> Sounds good. So coming up next, a little bit of a media preview as we unveil our official marquee bingo graphic for the season and go through uh, some of their plans for this weekend right after this. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. The Built March Madness bracket is here. We have our own favorite bar or puff here on the show. Now it's time to make your vote count on your favorite as well. Go to BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote for your favorites. And when you vote, your favorite bar or puff will be entered into a drawing uh, where 50 lucky lockdown listeners will get a free box built. Not only that, but one Locked On fan will win a 12-month subscription to Built to have Built's best bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. You got to try Built. It's the best protein bar ever, and they're good for you, too. Run to BuiltMarchMadness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March, so you have through Thursday to vote. So hop in and support your pick for Built Bar. I'm a little disappointed that Talkman didn't make it because I was so excited early in the year to, to sing Sometimes I Dream right. that he is me like Mike. If I could be like Mike Talkman in Des Moines. Yeah, yeah right. Well, we will probably won't see him this year. That was fun. We wasted about, I don't know, 85 shows talking about Mike Talkman like he's Jim Tomey. All right, let's move on. John Shambi and Jim Deshays back with the Cubs on the Marquee Sports Network broadcast. This is already Marquee's fourth season. Wow. As the team's official network, Sam. Wow. 
Uh, Taylor McGregor and Elise Medeker are back as well. Beth Moens and Pat Hughes will continue to serve as the lead fill-ins. Cole Wright is back. And in the press release, notably, Cliff Floyd and Joe Girardi are both taking on, quote, expanded roles, close quote, with Marquee after joining the network last season. Floyd will serve as Marquis' lead studio analyst for pre and post, while Girardi will expand his role this season as part of Marquis' game broadcasts. He's uh, good. They're, also, they're also both going to be around uh, for opening day this week. So I wonder if that leads to a three-man booth or, or what that so, is for Girardi, but I'm interested. I'm usually, I'm usually against three-man booths. I'm not in this scenario. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Girardi's, I've, Girardi's I've, good. He brings he brings a flavor this that they need. It's called actually caring about what's on the field. I'm really curious what you know how they're going to fit him in if he's going to have a uh, you know game broadcast role. Also, Dexter Fowler joined the network as an analyst last month. He's going to be a part of the coverage this week, uh, as well as Fergie Jenkins and Rick Sutcliffe will be around uh, this weekend and all throughout uh, the season. So already fourth year, Sam. Uh, the radio affiliates, still 670 the score. Zach Zaidman, pre and post, fifth inning. Pat Hughes and Ron Coomer on the call. Yep. And uh, here's our bingo card if you want to play with us this year. Uh, this is from one of our great listeners and contributors to the show, Drew. Uh, Drew made this for us, and it's, uh, it's just fantastic. So uh, there is – what is that? That's 20 names right there of possibilities – uh, from Boo to Lance Brozdowski and more. Uh, so excited to take that for a spin uh, this year. Yeah, I don't like appreciate Pat Hughes being on there, and I don't appreciate Pat Hughes being like referred to as a fill-in, one of the greatest broadcasters of all time. Oh, that's the marquee language in the press release, though. Yeah, no, and I, I know that, I, and I don't appreciate that. Right. Um, you know, he 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 is he is the he's boy. a Hall of Famer. Yeah, he yeah. First of all, make sure you say that before his name, Marquis. And also, you know, uh, uh, it should be something like, yeah, Pat Hughes may fill in uh, on, you know, Sundays or whatever when Boo's doing nationals. But we fully recognize uh, uh, Pat Hughes is the voice of the Chicago Cubs. Cubs, the, right. It should be the voice of the Chicago Cubs. Pat Hughes will fill in on Sunday for Boo because he's announcing the Red Sox and Yankees. Yes. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> okay. No, I'm serious, yeah. I, and I'd like to take him off that bingo card out of respect. You know oh, wow, I mean? okay. Is, well, this yeah, is a lot somebody... of different combinations here. Yeah, is Coomer on there? No, he's not on here. Yeah, so, like, you know, let's take off Hughes, too, you know, because Pat Hughes and Coomer, those are the voices. You know, these guys that just fill in every other day, you know. I like Carlos Pena, and Elise <laughs> Meneker is good. Oh, she's um, great, yeah. I mean, I don't really know how much we're going to see of Gracie. Probably not too much. How about Cameron Maben there, left corner? Yeah, no, I. Yeah, not sure how much we'll see him this season. No, I mean Fowler. Fowler's cool. Like it's cool to have a guy that you know. Was, well, yeah, let's see how he does, right? Yeah, I mean, and people love Dexter Fowler, so like he 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 even could be bad. It doesn't matter. I mean, the guy hit a home run to lead off Game Seven of the World Championship, so. And maybe Rick Sutcliffe could be the third man in the booth occasionally. Yeah, I think I think Sut Sut. Definitely deserves some 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 games. You just got to take Sutton doses. Like I I I like Rick Sutcliffe, but that's because I like people that are super locked in in the game. They're 
like there's a lot of people out there that think he's too much and that's totally fair. So I think you got to just have Sutton doses. Like I like, like let Sutton do the West coast. Like that's fun. Like he likes doing that. He lives out there. That's great. I mean, I won't be able to watch it because I'll be at Shabazz Ravine. <laughs> You know, all right, but but Sutcliffe will be great in Oakland because you know that that series will need a little spice because there'll be nine people there, <laughs> right? Right, <laughs> and uh, I don't know if they need a third fill in, but if they do, it should be iCubs broadcaster Alex Cohen. No, he did who great did a fantastic job this spring at both television and radio. No, he's he, keep an he, eye out for Alex Cohen, amen. Thank you so much for tuning in to a Tuesday episode. We are going to be live. 7 p.m. Central Standard Tuesday Uh as we are recording our Wednesday episode on Tuesday evening. We're also going to be live at 5 on Thursday and immediately after the final out on Saturday, although that's perhaps all weather permitting. uh, We might get a weather report during one of these episodes as well. And that might be on Saturday. We might be live at at 1.50 because the game takes a half hour. Be sure to hit that subscribe button for Lockdown Everybody Cubs wants, right? On YouTube and smash the like button Short and all your games. favorite Lockdown Cubs content. Feed Apple, the attention, Spotify, man. wherever you get your podcasts on the audio side. And Ridiculous. you can drop us a text or leave us a voicemail. 312-834-4634. Thanks so much for making us your first football. listen every day. Have you had your fantasy draft yet? You can make your second listen, Lockdown Fantasy Baseball, as Matt and Dom bring you the best fantasy draft strategies perhaps we do have hope for summer he's sam olber i'm matt cozy this is locked on cubs